Happy New Year. Woohoo! I'm pretty sure that's in there somewhere. Um, Happy New Year. What a blessing to be on this side of 2020. Or as we especially like to say it, Happy 2021. That's the significant part for I think most all of us today. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Um, I think for most everyone, happiness is 2020 in the rearview mirror. And I share apologies to uh, Texas Tech, to Lubbock Christian, to Sunset International School of Biblical Studies, uh, to everyone else associated with Lubbock, Texas, and to especially to Mac Davis, great late, as of this past year, songwriter and singer, um, who had that wonderful song, I thought happiness was Lubbock, Texas in my rearview mirror. You would have been very disappointed if I had not sung that. I know. I just know. Um, but that was a real song, one of his big hits. Happiness was Lubbock, Texas in the rearview mirror. And hang in there with me if you're connected with Lubbock, uh, because I'll mention how that 1980 song of his ends <laughs> before the close of this sermon. No fair Googling it, at least not right now. Most everyone knows that we are far from out of the woods as we turn the page to 2021. But I think one thing we can appreciate, a new year lends itself to a fresh start. I think we get that (laughs) this year, perhaps more than any in quite some time. A new year lends itself to a fresh start. And so we sing, as we have today, revive us again. Revive us again, Lord. We sing and we pray, as we have today, light the fire in my soul. Fan the flame, Lord, make me whole. You know just where I've been. So light the fire in my heart again. Today is a great opportunity for that to happen. This year, this month is a great opportunity for that to happen. A new year lends itself to a fresh start. So here we are, 2021, finally, (laughs) finally. But you probably woke up on New Year's Day, realized that not much had changed yet. Not much will probably change for a while, and some things may never change. But a new year lends itself to a fresh start, because here's what can change. You can change, and I can change. As we look ahead to this year, we can ask ourselves, what is it that God needs to work on in me? to light the fire in my heart again? What does God need to do in me to revive me again so that I can be a part of his work with my church family and others to revive us again? A new year lends itself to a fresh start. So let's talk about that fresh start and along with what has already been read, by Wayne as we gathered around the table, we'll be in the book of Philippians. 
as he shared from that great and marvelous passage in Philippians 2. We'll look at a couple of passages in Philippians 3 and 4. The first one in chapter 4 as we speak of this unemotional fresh start. A new year lends itself to a fresh start. And so the first aspect I want us to consider about that fresh start today is that it is an emotional fresh start. Philippians chapter 4, this wonderful and familiar passage, beginning in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love what our shepherd Grant Knight shared before our prayer in our shepherd's prayer time as he told that story and talked about looking for that larger blessing. And seeing it in spite of the difficulty of the situation, but rather seeing it because of the difficulty of the situation. And I think that is exactly Paul's perspective here. It's the only thing that makes sense (laughs) when he says rejoice in the Lord always, not just when times are good, but even when they're not. And because of faith, we can do that. People without faith cannot do that. They can only rejoice when the external circumstances and situation lend itself to good things, to joy, to hope. For the Christian, however, we can rejoice always because we rejoice in the Lord. And so we look to him to answer our prayers and we look to him for that larger blessing, the blessing of peace in the midst of storms. Not in the absence of storm, but even in the very midst of it, in some ways, even because of it. As we look at this passage and we hear Paul say, rejoice in the Lord always, we we realize where he's coming from. And as he writes these words, he's under house arrest in Rome, as best we can tell, waiting for his appeal to the emperor, to Caesar himself, who will give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And will say to Paul, you can live or you can die. And he did not know for sure which way the emperor would rule. He had a feeling he would be released. And as best we can tell, historically, Luke doesn't tell us, but as best we can tell, he was. But not the next time. The next time he faced Caesar, Nero said, death. And Paul was beheaded. But I don't think his words would have been any different. He would have said the same thing. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. There's a lot of things in this world that bring us anxiety. And as Christians, we don't deny that. And we don't pretend that it's some Pollyanna world that's better than it actually is. This world is this world. And simply because we're people of faith, we're not spared the difficulties that people face being human in this world. In fact, sometimes our faith brings more suffering upon us, not less. But again, we go back to what Paul said. In the midst of that, we can have an emotional fresh start. We can look at this differently than the way the world sees it because we can rejoice in the Lord always. 
There's nothing the current circumstances can do to take that away from us. We've been sharing, or we began sharing in our Family Life Center class this morning, a book by Amy Morin called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And as we shared about it this morning, we contrasted a healthy grieving of a loss with either denying it outright or going the other extreme and having a permanent pity party to celebrate our difficulty. Paul does neither. He acknowledges the difficulty, says it specifically in chapter one of Philippians, I may not get through this, but he also says in Philippians one, if, the, if that's what happens, I'm okay with that because for me to live is Christ and I figure that's what's gonna happen. But if that's not, if I'm wrong, for me to die is gain. It's not loss, it's gain. It's difficult and it's suffering and we mourn. But as Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, we do not mourn like those who have no hope. It's an emotional fresh start. It's looking at things differently than the way we did before Christ. If we are in the Lord, then we should see these things differently than if there were no God. Jesus himself faced his own death. And in those chapters, as he shared with his disciples, starting in John 13 until his prayer and through his prayer in John 17, he reminded them and us again and again and again about joy and peace and hope. (laughs) Even though he kept telling them, look, this is not going to go well for me tonight, and it's not going to go well for you either. But I'm telling you this so that you can still have joy. I'm telling you this so that you will still have hope. Because the things that are about to happen to me, Jesus says, and the things that are going to happen to you, they cannot take away our hope and they cannot take away our joy. A new year lends itself to a fresh start. First of all, an emotional fresh start. But secondly today, a new year lends itself to a fresh start, a mental fresh start. And I wanna say a word, I believe that most of all of our teachers and students and families are gonna be dealing with school again starting tomorrow, some perhaps a little bit later. And so we want to acknowledge what a great, great blessing you are in our community and in our church and in our families. And we will pray for you. And this will be a school year that will continue to share the difficulties and the opportunities of the fall. And we appreciate your work. It is a mental fresh start when we start a new year. And so we continue reading in Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. He had just said that if we take our anxieties and our cares and our worries and our fears to God in prayer, 
that he has promised us the peace that doesn't make sense. The peace that surpasses all understanding and comprehension because it's not a peace that is based on God taking all of those difficulties and fears and worries away. It is simply God exercising his presence in our lives in a very real way in the midst of all of those things. And so that emotional fresh start and that prayer leads us to a mental fresh start where we control what we think. I like to think of it, and I've heard this illustrated this way, as like your computer, like your laptop or your cell phone when you're online. And there may be a pop-up ad that comes up or something like that, but you don't have to stay there. You can click on it and, and it's gone. And then you can get back, ultimately, <laughs> to what you wanted to look at. Well, I think the same thing is true in our mind. There are going to be things that pop into our heads. Satan is very real. And he knows that if he can get us to think negatively when it comes to God and faith and life, then he's got us. And so he's going to put those thoughts into our head that are not any of those things that Paul just said. But we don't have to let our minds stay there. We can click on that little X in our minds and then we can get back to God and his word and his blessings. And we can think on things that are true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable. We can think on those things. We can have a mental fresh start. Bill, that sounds really hard. How are we ever going to do that? Well, that's where verse 13 of Philippians 4 comes in. Probably one of the first verses you ever memorized. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We can do that. We can claim that larger blessing. We can concentrate on things that are positive and good without denying the reality of the things that are difficult. Not saying that at all. Scripture nowhere tells us to do that. It just tells us don't let those things define you. Be defined by the fact that God created you in his image. Be defined by the fact that of what we've sung about today, that God in his love and mercy and grace sent his own son and gave himself for us, gave himself for you. So that these bad things that go on in your life don't have to define you. What can define you is life because of an empty tomb. We can have an emotional fresh start. We can have a mental fresh start. Our friends that are watching us online and worshiping with us as a part of our worshiping family and community today continue to be a a great blessing to us. And we're saddened. One of of the things we talked about in class this morning is that there were a lot of losses in 2020. Uh, Certainly a loss of life and our hearts break for those who've lost loved ones due to the novel coronavirus. Loss of jobs, loss of income, loss of opportunities, loss of wonderful plans and dreams and goals. Some have seen their senior year go to the virus 
Some have seen their freshman year in college, their first year of marriage. It's been a, it's been a year where we did suffer significant physical and emotional losses. And so we grieve those losses. We grieve them, that is for sure. But we don't let them define us. And one of the ways that we counter that is by finding the opportunities that we have now that we wouldn't have had were it not for this challenge. I think of all of the things that we're doing now that we weren't doing a year ago because we were forced into it and we had to think outside the box a little bit and we had to redesign and refocus and, and ask ourselves, okay, what, what is God's mission for us? What is he calling us to do? And how can we do that? Because we're gonna have to do it differently than we thought. But that's okay because the methods are not set in stone. The mission and the purpose, that's set in stone. But how to accomplish that is based on our time and place and situation and circumstances. So let's figure out how we do that. And to a great extent, because of God's wondrous blessing, because of your patience and commitment, as we've already shared about this morning, we have done that. We have done that because of all of our friends online connected with us now that perhaps wouldn't have been otherwise. We've done that. We're not meeting this evening, but starting next Sunday, not tonight, I'll start up another Sunday afternoon evening class that's gonna be focusing on Mark, the gospel of Mark. And I'll show that on my Facebook page at at 4 p.m. And then it will show broadcast on our website, on our live stream page, to broadcast at 6 p.m. every Sunday night. So those of you who have always felt like that six o'clock was the scriptural time for Sunday night service, this this is your favorite thing. (laughs) You can click on the big blue box on our website, westerwin.com and go to social media and resources, click down to where it says live streaming page, go down to that big blue box and at 6 p.m. because of the wonderful Terry Frick and others, it will magically appear Bill's lesson on the gospel of Mark. This coming Tuesday, I begin a new series of lessons also on my Facebook Live page at 3 p.m. We'll be looking at the book of Colossians, focusing on the greatness and the the supremacy, the preeminence of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ. After those classes, they will also be found on our West Irwin Church of Christ uh, Facebook pages and also on our website at westirwin.com and and again, you scroll over to where it says social media and resources, then you scroll down and you click on the live streaming page and you go down a little bit and you, you click on video archives and you look on video archives and there's more sermons that Bill has on there than if you are an insomniac, you, this is your lucky day because you can go a long time without running out of new things to hear to gently drift off to sleep on. There are lessons from several years there. And each week, each Tuesday afternoon, Thursday afternoon, Sunday night, those lessons will be put on that archive page. There's all kinds of opportunities for us to have. We weren't doing that before. We would put our lessons on there, our sermons, our 
worship services on there. The sermons would stay, but all this other stuff is new. Donnie Carnathan continues his class on Zoom this evening at 5 p.m. And if you want more information about that, then you can give him a call and ask him. Our college and young adults are are having a hybrid class. They're having class in person in the classroom across the parking lot, but they're also, David and Marla Canifax are, are doing it on Zoom as well for those who are not comfortable coming to class yet in that college young adult age. What a, what a great blessing. We weren't doing that a year ago, but we're doing that now. There are all kinds of opportunities for you to have a fresh start. We're still having our Sunday morning Bible classes. I mentioned mine in the Family Life Center, the college young adults in their classroom. Donnie Carnathan is in here using a book by Willard Tate called Learning to Love. What a great study that he is just now beginning. Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. There are wonderful opportunities for a mental fresh start. Lots of them. And we want you to know about them. And we want our friends that are online to know about them. And we want you to participate in everything that you can. Everything that you feel comfortable doing from a physical safety perspective, but also being willing to take that next step and continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul said it in Ephesians 4, Jesus in Matthew 12. You can control what comes in your mind. You can control what your heart tells you to say, as Jesus says in Matthew 12, and what your heart and your mind tell you to do. A new year lends itself to a fresh start, an emotional fresh start, a mental fresh start. And then thirdly this morning, yes, a spiritual fresh start. And this is the best news of all. This is the news we celebrated as we gathered around the table. And as Wayne reminded us of this amazing, wonderful love and grace that has saved us. The body of Christ given for us and broken. The blood of Christ shed for us. The apostle Paul knew that as well as anyone. And what he says is, if I can have a spiritual fresh start, so can you. Philippians 3, beginning at verse 7. As he speaks autobiographically, telling his story, he speaks about his life as a Jewish leader, the point man for the Jewish uh, persecution of the Christians, the church that Jesus started. Until that day, when Jesus came to him face to face on the road to Damascus. When Ananias came to him in the city and said, what are you waiting for, Paul? Get up and be baptized and wash your sins away. And so Paul would write in Philippians 3, verse 7, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. 
Verse 10, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection, participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12, not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, we are just like the Apostle Paul. When he was Saul of Tarsus, there were good things and bad things in his life. And as he looked back and he said, forgetting those things that are behind, he was talking about good things and bad things. He was talking about things that he did that were good and right and things that he did that were wrong and that were counter to God's will. And we have those same things in our lives. And so we push forward to get ahead, not ahead the way the world sees it. But this one thing I do, as he says, I press on. I press on to win that ultimate prize, that ultimate goal, eternal life with my creator, being a part of that heavenly chorus gathered around the throne of God for eternity. He says, I have given up on the righteousness that comes from Paul for the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. And that's that marvelous passage that Wayne shared in Philippians 2, starting in verse 5. Let this mind be in you. Let this have this attitude. Treat each other this way. The way that Christ treated you. Who, though being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped and to hold on to, but emptied himself, made himself nothing. Took upon himself human form. And not just any human, but a servant. And experience the death that humans experience. And not just any death, death on a cross. He did that for you and he did that for me. So that we could have the righteousness that comes from God that is by faith. Paul in the book of Romans fleshes that out in such a marvelous, important, incredible, challenging way. And this time next Sunday, we will begin a series of sermons on the book of Romans. What a great, I've been looking forward to this literally for years here. Righteousness living in 2021. What does that look like? The book of Romans will tell us. Jesus himself said, you can have a spiritual fresh start to Nicodemus being born again of water and spirit. Through his apostles, through the writers of scripture, his message, his gospel goes out. You can have a spiritual fresh start. No matter what's in your past, it can be different, can be forgiven. And you can allow God to use those successes and those failures in your past to accomplish his will and to serve and help and love others. A spiritual fresh start. Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary, 
at Golgotha, at the cross. So as we close today, I want to remind us of this great passage in 2 Corinthians 5 with these words, the old 2020 has gone. Woohoo! <laughs> Have I said that already? The old 2020 is gone. The new 2021 has come. And you say, well, Bill, so far it doesn't look that much different. Well, I get that. (laughs) That part's up to you, actually. That part's up to me. In 2 Corinthians 5, filled with the call to be ambassadors for Christ, to call on, to plead, to beg with others, be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, Paul says this incredible statement, In verses 16 and 17, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. And that happens not just every single year. It happens not even just every single day. It happens every single moment. That's the God that we serve. That's that continual cleansing through the blood of Christ of all of our sins. As the apostle whom Jesus loved says in 1 John 1 verse 7. Doubtful will ever feel about 2020 the way Mac Davis did about Lubbock, Texas. Do you remember that song and how it ends? I had thought that happiness was Lubbock, Texas in the rearview mirror. But now I know after having lived a while... He writes, but I know that happiness is Lubbock, Texas, getting nearer and dearer. Yeah, not so much on 2020, (laughs) maybe Lubbock. But we can say, we can say that as we look to this year ahead, we all realize that right now, January 3rd, 2021, is a great time for a fresh start. I am resolved to go to the Savior, to enter the kingdom. I am resolved to have an emotional fresh start, a life of joy and peace. I am resolved to have a mental fresh start, committing today to think on these things. I am resolved today to have a spiritual fresh start, pressing on confidently with the righteousness that comes from God. This morning, if we can help you do those things, come as we stand, sing our song together.